He keeps doing it all again. Just when I thought he was finished with me, he just did it again. When I thought he was done blessing me, he decided to bless me. Hey! I need somebody to raise their voice and give God a shout of praise. Because he's doing it. it is to hear God say I'll do it again until you thought he had stopped uh, if you ever thought that he was done using you that gave up on you and you were left to yourself that, that means something when you hear somebody say no 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 he's gonna do it again hallelujah hallelujah we give God a praise for the worship team um, one of my good friends is here with us today, and I want you to make, I know I told you to pick up your Bibles, but I want you to make uh, my brother feel very welcome. He is, uh, we are working on uh, a project that I think is going to bless the entire world. He is the, um, uh, he is a producer and director for the Canal Street Project that you saw me uh promoting the push here at our church and in the city wonderful movie if you haven't seen it make sure you go see it he is working on a handful of wonderful projects and we're doing a couple things together that's going to blow your mind amen when it comes into full fruition will you give god a hand praise for ryan lamar while he's here hanging out with us amen amen we we have just had a host of guests that be in the house we appreciate every person um, and we're grateful that you all came to hang out with us. If you're watching for the first time online, God bless you. We appreciate you, and we'd love to see you come into the house. Amen? Genesis chapter 3, if you got it, shout, I got it. <clears throat> if you need a second, say, hold on a second. Hold on a second. A table of contents, and then there's Genesis. And Amen. Um, and I always seem to leave things whenever I get up to preach so 
it. So whoever's in the back, no, 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 don't bring it to me. You got work today. Um, so, amen to Jesus. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. If you got it, shout, I got it. This is what the word of the Lord says. It says, <clears throat> And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. Somebody shout, Afraid and naked he says so I hid myself and he said who told you that you were naked have you eaten from the tree which I commanded that you should not eat and then the man said the woman whom you gave to be with me she gave me of the tree and I ate from it uh, we're doing a series called the escape room and the escape room is based off of the game. If you've ever been in an escape room or played the game escape room, they take you in this room uh, and the, uh, the, the way, and they lock you in this room and the way out of this room is somewhere in the room. It doesn't look apparent. It, it may bring a little bit of anxiety to you. It might, but the answer is somewhere in the room. And I'm doing this series because there are some of us and some people that feel like they're locked in a space of their life. They know there's a way out but can't quite find their way out. And what we've been doing with this being uh, with this being Mental Health Awareness Month, we've been spending uh, the the weeks of this month honoring the journey of those that battle through some form, varying levels of severity of mental health challenges. And last week we dealt with depression, and that blessed our lives last week. And this week I want to deal with low self-esteem. So I want you to I want you to say I want you to say this out loud. Uh, escape room it's not about you dealing with low self esteem it is important to understand it is not about you uh, Father in Jesus name as we prepare to jump into this world word I pray that you would speak to our hearts that you would push us and challenge us that you would lift us to a space that we have not been uh, been in before I pray that you would take what seems like is a very world-connected message and make it make light to us through the word of God. Father, I thank you and I give you the praise for it. Send the anointing that makes preaching and teaching easy and the anointing that makes receiving the gospel easier. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Uh, smile at somebody real quick. Tell them it's just church. It's all right. Just church. Uh, we're going to spend the, the rest of this month dealing with everyday stuff. All right. So in one sense, I want you to understand that everyday stuff is very spiritual. And while we will, you know, and because we use and we speak from the word of God, it's critical for you to understand that I am not moving away from the power that is associated with the word of God. But the scripture reminds us of something in John chapter one, verse 16, that the word of God became flesh. And what that means is that any idea that God has is not enough for God just to be an idea. When it comes to God, God wants his idea to be used in the earth. 
So the word becoming flesh means that the, the idea of God became, put on flesh and became usable to our everyday issues and everyday uh, situations. So that means that when we gather together in church services and when we gather in our small groups, that it is imperative that we apply these highfalutin spiritual concepts and philosophies to our everyday experience. And that is the power of the word, is that God wants to meet you in your everyday experience. He doesn't want us to just dance and shout, even though he's okay with a little dance and a little shout, but he wants application of his word. He wants the medication that is given in his word to be put on the, the, the particular problems that you have in your life. Are you hearing me? And this is a real issue. Self-esteem, low self-esteem is a real issue. It is an issue that will deprive you of how hard you press and how hard you try. It is an issue that will deprive you of the way you view yourself. It is an issue that is uh, running rampant throughout communities all throughout the United States. And how do I know that? I, I, because I can tell how much energy and effort we put and how good we look on the outside that we don't feel so good about ourselves on the inside. So, and this is a problem, but this is not the first time this is a problem. In America, this is not our first time where uh, 2019 is not the first time low self-esteem would be an issue or an issue in the body of Christ. It has been an issue since the days of Christ and even before the days of Christ. It has been an issue in the very beginning of the world. And, uh, and that's why we use Genesis chapter 3 to try to explain to you that low self-esteem is not something that just came out of nowhere. It didn't just build itself out of materialism. It builds, it builds itself out of not having a proper understanding and image of how God sees me. Uh, so I want to deal this morning with how God sees you. Somebody shout, how God sees me. God sees you very different than everybody else around you. God sees you very differently than the way you see you. God sees you very differently than the estimation of the way that the world would see you. And it would behoove every believer that wants to finish what God has started in their life, that they accept the value system of the Holy Spirit as opposed to the value system of the world we live in. Because if you don't, you will experience seasons of low self-esteem. Let's talk about this definition of low self-esteem Is that low self-esteem defined Is simply a person's overall subjective evaluation Of his or her, her own worth You cannot talk about self-esteem Without discussing self-worth Because esteeming and worth go hand in hand So while they are different We have to speak about We have to talk about them uh, Somewhat sometimes as being one But other times as being, as being separate you cannot have high self-esteem and have low self-worth. Doesn't work like that. And you can, but it is possible for you to have a high perception of your worth and still have low self-esteem. While they are necessary, they don't necessarily operate in parallel. So self-esteem is a person's overall subjective evaluation of his or her worth. Now, I'm one of those people that hate that when you define a word, that you've got to define a word that's within the definition of the word. So let's define this word subjective very quickly. It's critical that we understand what subjective means. To be subjective is to have an opinion that is subject to the person with the opinion. That's the way it is. So we look at the speaker and I say the speaker is just fine. That is subject to my interpretation of the speaker being fine. And Pastor Moore may have a, a view that says the speaker is not fine because it is subject to his perception of how he views the speaker. 
your perception is not just as is your perception is shaped by the journey in which you take in order to see the way you see you don't see the world the way you see the world by divine hand you see the world the way you see the world because there's a journey that has chipped your lenses there is a journey that has sharpened your 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 view there is a journey that has cracked the way that you will see and through your journey it shapes the way you see any particular situation at any given moment in time that's why you got to be careful allowing people that have broken lenses to dictate your future so the idea of these lenses the way we, we get to our place and time and the way you will view any situation today is oftentimes predicated by how you got here through the pain through the hurt through the successes through the failures through the, the attaboys through the you can't be and you won't be so what self esteem is saying is that it takes all of that into consideration and it has to do with the value that you've given yourself based off of the lenses in which you look at yourself through that's why you got to get healed from your past that's why you got to get healed from voices in your life that speak louder to you than your voice speaks to you. That's why it's important. See, healing, the Bible says, is the children's bread. And we oftentimes can't eat the bread that God gives us, not because it's not available, but because somebody told us we're not worthy of that level of, of, of cuisine. Am I helping anybody in here? I want you to understand that self-esteem is critical. It's important. It would help you determine how hard you try, how hard you push. If you should push at all, if you're worth pushing, if you're worth driving, if you're worth going for it. All of these things speak something to your purpose, to your destiny, whether you will make it to it or whether you will forfeit it because you have low self-esteem. I want to I'm going to give you a couple values of uh, the values of having high self-esteem the first value of having high self-esteem is that it helps influence your decisions when you have a high self-worth a high value of yourself it helps you make better decisions about yourself it helps you make better decisions about the situations that you put yourself in it will help you see that I'm not worth being in a room where I'm being talked about when I leave yeah it helps you when you understand it will influence your decisions it will influence the kinds of decisions that hey I know who I am and I know that going to this job or going to this group of people or going to this church is beneath what it what what they are going to say about me so it is important that I make the decisions that that help the journey of my emotional and mental health and when you have high self-esteem you have more of a propensity to make better decisions for the journey of your life because one, you're not seeing them through the brokenness of your life. You're seeing them through the possibilities of your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is important that you understand. You will live your life one decision at a time. Decisions are the most important things you will ever make. After you have chosen faith, you will now decide to walk in the faith that God, that you are exercising. And if you decide that you're going to stay still, your life will stay still. If you decide that you're going to go backwards, your life will go backwards. But if you decide that you are worth the risk of trying to get forward, you will move your life forward and your valuation of where you put yourself in this world has everything to do with how hard you press toward moving forward if you don't believe you belong there your gift can get you there but your mind and your low self-esteem will pull you back to the place that you believe you belong 
And then you'll be lost in the matrix of knowing that I've got a gift for the next level, but not the esteem for the next level. So my gift keeps getting me there, but my self-esteem keeps saying, get back to what's comfortable. My gift keeps saying that you belong here, but my self-esteem keeps saying, go back to the place where they like you. Where they are like you, where they're broken like you, where they're angry like you, where they're bitter like you. Get back to the place where you fit in because you don't deserve to be around people that are joyous and people that are happy and people that are enterprising and people that are going to their next level. Not only does your money not match, your head don't match. So high self-esteem, will help. it helps you influence the decisions that you'll end up making over your life. The second thing that high self-esteem does is it improves your psychological health. This is uh, Mental Awareness Month, Mental Health Awareness Month. That's why we're talking about our psychological health. The ability, it, there is a correlation between low self-esteem and depression that we talked about last week. Many people that struggle to see a value of themselves as being higher than, than, uh, than what they have been told or what they have been experiencing oftentimes deal with other emotional issues. Emotional issues that are centered around depression or a, sense of self, uh, a low sense of self-worth or a, or a, or a tremendous apathy for yourself. Uh, and, we, and apathy is unfortunately one of those things that erodes you from the inside out. Because it tells you not only that you're not worth having it, it's tell, excuse me, it's not only telling you that you can't have it, it tells you that you're not worth having it. And every behavior after that is now a behavior that reinforces the belief that not only I shouldn't have it, but I'm not worth having it. And then we do self-destructive things to ourselves because we don't believe that we could have anything constructive in our lives. And this psychological path that we go down when we start to express to ourselves that I'm not good enough for it and I'm not smart enough for it and I'm the wrong this for it and I'm the wrong that for it and that I'm too far gone to ever catch up and get it the psychological path that we go to becomes a very dark path and a spiral that will lead you into a place that is very difficult to get out of high self-esteem helps fight against that the third thing that high self-esteem helps you fight is it encourages self-care people that are in a space where their esteem is high comb their hair every day people that believe about themselves that they should be taken care of they jump in the shower every day Y'all not talking back to me in here. People that, they, there is a general sense of self-care. People that believe about themselves, they don't allow themselves to be brought into the toilet bowl of your gossip. When a person knows that my, my mental space is important to me and my clean heart is important to me, I don't care how juicy it feels and how much I might want to understand, my space of joy is more important than who did what and what went where and who did who to who. I have to incur, and it's not because I think I'm better than you, I just got to take care of me. And I see myself as worth being taken care of. Am I talking to anybody in here? See, here's why I like Jesus, is that Jesus didn't have hate toward anybody. But after a while of dealing with negative folks and folks that didn't believe in him and folks that he had to try to keep making them believe that he was who he said he was, he looked at his disciples and said, I'm going away for 40 days. Don't none of y'all come find me. I'm going away. I'm going to spend some time taking care of myself. 
You're not going to see me on Instagram. You're not going to, don't ask me why. You're not going to see me on Facebook and don't be asking why. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Why? I haven't been on Facebook. I'm taking care of myself. Why? Because I believe that I am better than the place you're trying to draw me into. Somebody shout self-care. Because I don't like being depressed and I don't like feeling down about myself. Watch this. I don't like not liking you. I don't like hating the world. I don't like thinking that the world is against me. I wish I had some help in here. I don't like that aspect. So it's better for me to pull away and take care of me because when I think good about myself, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart. I don't know what you're thinking, but you better start thinking something different. I don't, I'm, I'm going to say that again. I don't care what you've been thinking. You better start thinking something different. You better start thinking what God has spoken over your life, who God has been declaring you to be. That's why God sends so many prophetic voices in your life. I know they get on your nerves because they push you out of your comfort zone, but that is God saying, this is what I believe about you. So this is the value of having high self-esteem. But there are also, with the values of having high self-esteem and why we should encourage people's self-worth and to get a grasp on how much they're worth in this world, it is also important for us to understand the dangers of low self-esteem. There are some very significant dangers that are associated with low self-esteem. The first thing I want you to understand is that it assumes that different is wrong. When you have low self-esteem and you don't believe much about yourself, you start to assume that, you, that your difference means that you're some kind of way wrong. I want you to look at the context of this text is that Adam now is in a unique position because God has spoken to Adam and says, Adam, you have dominion over all of the birds of the air, the fowls of the, of the land, the beasts of the sea. He said, I've given you dominion over everything. He says, all I want you to do I don't want you to eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you can handle not eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you'll walk in the authority and the power and the dominion that I gave you over all this earth. He gives him a, a helpmate who we call Eve. Eve comes up and Eve is with Adam. And now they are operating and moving and they are building and they are maturing this earth that God has given them. He had so much authority that the Bible says that God took Adam and put Adam in front uh, in a place to rest. And he told all of the animals, walk past Adam. And the Bible says that when Adam named the animals, they accepted that name as is. That's how much authority he had. There was something that is connected to this. I want you to understand. There was no fear in Adam. I want you to see this. The way you and I take off running, like if a lion came in this room right now, you, I probably wouldn't even warn you. You know by my, my, my hasty exit that something ain't right. He, he, there was no fear of animals in this, in this time of, of humanity. There was no fear. There was nothing for him to be afraid of. Why? Because he had dominion over them. The Bible said that as he stood back and the lion walked past, he said, lion, and the lion looked back at Adam, and if he wanted to not take the name, he couldn't take the name because authority had been exercised over him. That's a whole another. When the zebra walked past, if the zebra didn't want to be a zebra, he had to take it because authority had been exercised over him. There was no fear with standing in his authority. He didn't feel like he had to shriek back because he was a because and Eve didn't have to shriek back because she was a woman. And he didn't have to shriek back because he didn't have a degree behind his name. And he didn't have to shriek back. He was able to stand in with authority. And it was, the Bible says, and they were as he named them 
they took it. I wish I had to, I could preach on that right there. There are some things in your life that need to just take it. You need to stand in authority over sickness, stand in authority over apathy, stand in authority over anger and say that I will not be angry and whatever made you angry got to take it. He says this. The Bible says that he stands in this place now and the challenge with him standing in this place, he has this authority. The, the scripture says that they were unafraid. According to the original language, it's important that you understand how the original language reads when the serpent comes and talks to Eve. It is in a sense that you understand that the language of the way that they are trying to express this dialogue was as if this was not the first dialogue that they had. The language is showing that there is an ongoing conversation, that they knew each other, they were familiar with one another. So Adam and Eve and Eve and, and the serpent, they had dialogue with one another. This wasn't like, oh my God, I all of a sudden got, got taken aback and we sinned, he had fooled me. That's not the way it works. He had not fooled you. He groomed you. And what started to happen is I, as the, the serpent is now having dialogue with the woman. He is building friendship with the woman. He is, I, he is making her guards come down before he goes in for what he really wants. That's why y'all better be careful talking about this love at first sight. Y'all better be careful talking about I'm about to give you my whole world and I've been knowing you for three days of my whole world. You better be Y'all ain't talking back. No, you can't move. Y'all ain't uh -huh. I've been knowing you four, four weeks. No, you can't move in. The devil is a lot. Use my car for what? I've been knowing you two weeks. Wait a minute. Now you ain't paid for a good dinner yet. You want to use my car? You know, you've got to be, I'm trying to help somebody in here. You better be careful because when people have a sinister object and idea, they start working it before they perform it. And she, then Satan is working this idea and now she has gotten to the place where he has her in a spot where she is vulnerable and she gives herself to him. He says, what about that tree over there? Why have you guys not touched that tree? He said, because God told us that if we touch the tree, then, uh, you know, there, there'll be some issues and problems and we would know the difference between good and evil. He says, oh, so what God is really saying is he doesn't want you to know as much as he knows. And they said oh maybe you're right I, maybe I don't want to know maybe he said that if you eat of this tree you'll be a god like he's a god now I want you to see what is happening now because according to the book of Ezekiel the bible says that Satan looks up and says that I will ascend my throne to his throne and I will be like Yahweh or like God in other words what he's doing now is he is taking what he wants out of life and he is putting it on her he is saying that he won't let you be a god well she didn't didn't want to be a god until he decided that his desire was going to be her desire that's why you got to watch people that don't know the purpose of god on your life trying to prophesy to you where you should go god 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 see uh am i are you prophesying this because this is what god wants for me or this is what you want for me and they will manipulate the gift of the spirits to try to get you to move and operate in the spaces that benefit them and don't benefit you. They eat from this apple, uh, from this tree. And all of a sudden, they open up their eyes and they realize that they are naked. Turn around and now the snake is gone. The serpent is nowhere to be found. Just like the devil. Leave you there naked and just, he just, just all out by yourself. And he's nowhere to be found. And they are, they are, so what they do is critical. 
It's critical that we understand what they do because what happens next is they take off running behind the bush and they hide behind the bush. And Jesus and God says, Adam, where are you? Adam says, I'm uh, back here behind this bush. And God says, why are you behind the bush? He says, because I heard your voice and I was afraid. Wait a minute. You ain't been afraid of nothing over this time. You looked animals in the face. You looked devourers in the face and gave them a name. You made them bow. What do you mean you're afraid? Who in the world put fear in the atmosphere? God, help me in this place. So now you are afraid. He says, and not only am I afraid, I hid myself, watch this, because I was naked. Wait a minute now. Who told you that you were naked? Wait a minute now. Who told you that you were naked? And why would your nakedness be the reason why you hide? I'm going to help somebody in here. See, what happens when you have low self-esteem is that, unfortunately, when low self-esteem starts to erode itself, what happens is you start to see the differences between who you are and the difference between what you were or what else is happening around you, and you will assume that because you're different that you're some kind of way wrong. God looked at Adam and said, you're naked and you are afraid and you're hiding because you're naked. Help me understand understand what's wrong with being naked help me understand you realize just five minutes ago you were naked and everything was all right so why is it now that you're naked everything is all wrong so help me understand now he said but God it's because when I look at everything else the bear has skin and the lion has fur but I'm out here by myself he said I knew that when I created you I created them with fur and you with nakedness and I did not see anything wrong with it. What has happened that has made you see yourself as something that is wrong with the way that I have for formed and fashioned them? You are not wrong. You are just different. God help me in this place. And see, when you've got low self-esteem, the devil will make you start to feel that there's something wrong with you because your skin is darker. There's something wrong with you because you speak with an accent. There's something wrong with you because your body is wider there's something wrong with you because your lips are thicker there's something wrong with you because you have a mole on your face there's something wrong with you because I'm not nothing wrong with me I'm just different than you and God made me that way and I'm okay with being different I wish I had some help I need a couple different folk to raise their voice and God when God gets ready to deal with wrong, he will deal with wrong. But he uses who's been different. I wish I had some help in here. You walking in your difference makes God say that that's somebody that believes I didn't make a mistake. That's somebody, I'm going to say that one more time. That's somebody that believes that I wasn't wrong when I formed them in their mother's womb and fashioned them according to my wisdom. He's walking proud with his short self. She walking fine with her, y'all not talking back to me. I need you to understand that this is a danger of low self-esteem. There is nothing wrong with you, sir. You are just different. There is nothing wrong with you, woman of God. You are just different. And I will tell the devil to his face that God will use different. But you are not, you are not wrong. There is no shame being who you are. And you can put some of that money back in your pocket. And you can save some of that dough that you're using. And you can stop wearing these facades trying to make yourself lie. Like everybody else, there is nothing wrong with being different. You are not wrong. You are just 
different. Somebody shout, I'm different. That's why he say, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Everything with long hair, everything with short hair, everything with bought hair, everything with hair that's still on the shelf. I want you to praise me. He said, whether you're tall, whether you're young, praise me. Whether you've got an issue or whether you don't have an issue, praise me. Because I am okay with the way that I created you. And you don't get to make something wrong with what I said was all right. Somebody that's all right ought to give God a praise. Why don't you slap your neighbor real quick? Tell him, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I am all right. You might not think I'm all right because you read too many of them magazines, but I'm all right because I read the book. Second thing I want you to understand is that a danger of low self-esteem is that it creates unnecessary comparisons. I want you to understand what comparison is, 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 is like uh, uh, comparison and low self-esteem go hand in hand. Comparison can take you to, to trying at another level and you can see something that is a great object for you that you're chasing and you can say, man, I'm trying to become at that level and that's a positive way to use somebody else or something else. But it oftentimes becomes a negative thing because it creates an unnecessary comparison. So now, if and what happens when a person has low self-esteem, they start to hide behind their stuff and they start to put their stuff on front street. And the problem is, is that while there's never just a you, there's not another you out there, there's a lot of people that's got as much stuff as you. There's always somebody that's got a nicer car, a newer model. If you bought it today, it's old tomorrow. If you bought it tomorrow, if you bought it tomorrow, the guy that buys it next week is going to have a newer model than you have. And what happens is we take our stuff and put our stuff out there and make ourselves and our personalities retreat behind our stuff. When I don't believe that I am worthy, I begin to put my things on front street. Check out my Gucci jacket. Make sure that you check out my McLure shoes. Make sure you see how hot my red bottoms are. We see all your stuff, but we never see you. And what? And your stuff is not going to heal your family. You are going to heal your family. I'm gonna help you in this place. So what happens now when I don't like me, I try to make my stuff speak for me. But the Bible says that your shoes are going to get old and your jacket is gonna go out of style. And if you don't have the resources to keep your stuff up with your facade, eventually you are gonna have to come out and play when nobody values the stuff that you've been bringing to the table. And what happens when we compare is that my stuff gotta be better than your stuff and my stuff has to be more expensive than your stuff and I have seen people live in their cars so that they can brag about having a Gucci belt on. I've seen people miss notes for the month so they can brag about going on trips that they really couldn't afford. I ain't talking to you. Y'all just look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't be talking about nobody. Just focus on me because comparison brings unnecessary hurt. It brings unnecessary financial hardship all because I don't believe that I'm worth being able to stay home and telling people I can't afford it okay y'all missed that you missed that because when you thought about worth it was I'm worth going on the trip no do you value yourself enough to say I got to do something else with that money I'm worth staying home 
So let me help you understand what Adam knew. What Adam knew was something that Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 6. When Jesus was talking to his disciples about the clothing that they should wear and the, sap, the knapsack that they should take, he said, don't take clothes, don't take knapsack. They looked at him and they were like, what do you mean don't take clothing? Isn't the way that we are clothed everything to the world? He said, wait a minute now. He said, I want you to understand this. He said that, do you see the foils in the, in the flowers in the, in the, in the a field? He said, do you see the daffodils in those flowers? He says, even Solomon who was the richest man on the world in all of his kingly splendor was not watch this clothed the way God has clothed those flowers in the garden he says and this grass that you're standing on is clothed better than Solomon has been clothed and that grass is going to be cut and thrown in the fire and made to be brick he says how dare you think that God has not clothed you when he has clothed you better than all of the stuff out here that is greater than the way Solomon tried to clothe himself keep that there because before that happens you got a man who is created by God that's naked and you've got flowers in the field that are clothed by the splendor of God and God looked at the clothes of the splendor of what he created and Adam looked at the clothes of what God has created and then he looked at himself when he realized he was naked and he looked at their clothes and he looked at himself and he began to compare that I don't have clothes and they do and they are splendorous and they are an array of assortments and I don't and he goes and because he starts comparing himself with something else in the earth he goes and hides himself God help me in this place and now what he wants the world to see are clothes that won't supply and clothes that won't tell the story of God's glory clothes that won't show the scars of the journey Clothes that won't show that he's an overcomer. Clothes that won't, y'all are not talking back to me in here. Half the reason your family aren't saved is because you haven't told them how far you was away from God and how God had to bring you back. Y'all not talking to me in this house. He said, but if you realize that your dopeness doesn't quantify your value and that your gear doesn't quantify your value, then you will miss and always be in a comparison mode trying to find worth in what you can't afford. Low self-esteem also does this final thing. It forfeits your power to a lesser voice. God says, that you've got dominion over all the earth. God says that everything that you speak, it will respond to you. He said, because I've given you the authority to do it. And not only have I given you the authority to do it, I went and told the land to do what you said, to do whatever it is that you said. So there are two people that get a command whenever God gives you authority. It's you, the one he has given authority to. But it is also everything that is underneath you that's supposed to follow your authority. This is the way he is able to establish a righteous judgment of whether you honor or dishonor. Is that within itself, the animal kingdom understood that when Adam speaks, I need to respond. All Adam had to do was show up with his full self and begin to walk in his authority. And if he walked in his authority, then everything underneath 
believe him would respond watch this because it had been given command by God to respond just like Adam was given command by God that God said now if I tell you to do something you've got to do it because I will exercise my authority over your life Adam in loving obedience to God did that until they ate of the fruit are y'all still with me this morning what happens after he finishes eating of the fruit is his eyes are open and he begins to tell God that I that that I am hiding and I am behind uh, this bush because I am naked I, I, I've found a reason not to like the position you put me in did you hear what I I found a reason to bemoan how you created me I have found a reason to be mad at the way you created me so I'm going to put more makeup on it and I'm going to put another surgery behind it and I'm going to find people that will tell me how amazing I am and never challenge me into my real level of amazement because I don't like how you have made me and I have come to the conclusion of my own estimation that being naked is not the business and God responded back Who told you that you was naked? Who? Where'd you get that from? Where'd you get naked from? First time we see it used in the text. First time we see it expressed in this world. Naked. Where'd you get naked from? How, how did you get naked and not only how did you get naked, how did you come up with the conclusion that there was something wrong with being naked? <laughs> See, that's what the enemy would try to do. Well, every time you're going through something, what the enemy will do is he will take your situation and he will start to tell you something about your situation. And he will start to make you feel like there's something wrong with you and wrong with your relationship with God and wrong with the way you've been doing your life. And he will tell you that there's something wrong with your nakedness. And what happens now is that God is saying, did you give the power of your aptitude over to somebody that don't want to see you go higher than him? alright I just said that I just said that I'm going to tell y'all more spiritual than they are see the mistake that you make is that just because they'll hang with you in the garden that they want to see you succeed just because they'll come show up with you you got to realize that some of the people you're doing a lot of talking to don't want to see you go higher than they are so in their ear they'll tell you that yeah you can do this and you can do that well they're encouraging me but they'll never encourage you at the level of where God told you you should be they will encourage you all the way up to them but I don't want to see you make more money than me. I don't want to see you have a happier marriage than me. I don't want to see you more whole than me. I don't want to see you lose more weight than me. I don't want to see you get more healthier than me. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to who's next to you. You got to be careful of who you give power to speak over your life. Because if you absorb the words that they speak into your life, they'll rise you up to the limits of their expectation of you. I am not who you think I should be. I am who God thinks I should be. Somebody should raise their voice and give God a shout of praise. Trapped. Trapped in this space, in this room of feeling horrible about yourself. I'm not liking yourself or feeling that you're not worth it. And I know you spent a lot of books to try to figure out how to get out of that. 
I'm going to give you one thing because there's really only one way to get out of it. The only way to get out is you've got to accept God's opinion of you. I want you to hear this, and I want you to hear this real clear because I'm not so concerned about you dancing and shouting. What I want you to hear is I want you to hear why it is important for you to accept God's opinion of you. Because I got books too, and these books tell us some good stuff. The problem is they start at a fundamentally erroneous place. Is that you cannot give an estimation of your own value because the only person that can determine a value on a thing that has been created is the thing that created it. I want you to hear what I'm trying to tell you. You don't get to tell how much this speaker is worth. The man that created it will tell you how much the speaker is worth because he knows how much he put into it and he knows what the parts that made it up and what based on the parts that made it up and the work and the effort that he put into it, he creates a value for this speaker that's on the market. The speaker cannot create a value for itself because the speaker doesn't even know all the parts that went into it for it to become this powerful speaker. Likewise, it's the same you. You spend your whole journey developing a new you. Every time you get hurt, you find out how strong you are. Every time you're broken, you find out how resilient you are. Every time somebody does something good, you find out how joyous you can be for somebody else. You're still discovering you. It's hard for you to get a final price tag on yourself when you don't know all there is to know about you yet. So, huh, God, I'm trying to help you in this place. So if you want to know the value of you, you've got to go to the person that created you. And he's the one that says, I know the thoughts that I had towards you. Y'all are not helping me in this house I know what I was thinking when I created you I know what I was putting together when I created you I know the cost of what it meant to get you to this point and I know the inward parts before I formed you in your mother's womb I had an idea about your life and what we have to do is stop trying to give a value for ourselves and go to God and say God what is my value and I'm going to tell you what his answer is he's not going to tell you he's going to say look at the cross I want you to understand what I think about your life I laid it down so that you can be amazing I laid it down so that you can walk in power I laid it down so that you can command devils I laid it down so you can have a success successful life I laid my life down because that is my opinion of you So watch what he says in the word. Write this down. Stand to your feet. We out of here. Stand to your feet. Watch what he said about you. Huh? Huh? You over here believing what they told you. That you're going to be just like your father. And God says you're the light. You over here believing you're going to be broken. Because nobody wants you. God said you were chosen by me. I'm the one that chose you. God help me in this place. And I'm the one that thought you could make it through that crazy family you in. I'm the one that made that decision. He says that I believe in you so much that I put my spirit inside of you. He says, I am residing with you so you'll never have to do this life alone. He says this about you, that I crowned you with my glory. I don't give my glory to nobody, but I've covered your heart and your life with my glory. In fact, you are chosen for this. You are royal and a part of my family. You are holy to me. You are a special generation to me. I wish somebody would adopt that what God is saying about yourself. He says that you are the result of my I work God I wish I had somebody that could grab a hold of that 
He said, your life is the result of my work. I put in too much work for you to be thinking this low about yourself. I was telling first service, play lightly, bro. I was telling first service, man, I went to this trade show. And in this trade show, they had these, I walked past these, this knife section. And in the knife section, they had this knife that had the insignia of TF on it. Now, that was the name of the company, but by the Holy Spirit, I knew they meant for, that was for me. And so I went and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy this knife, this little pocket knife for myself. Now, I'm not, it's clear, I'm not really the pocket knife kind of brother. I don't know what I'm going to do with a pocket knife. I'm not, I don't really have many uses for the pocket knife. There's nothing wrong with, you know, climbing in and outdoors, but I don't, like, strike nobody as an outdoors person. So, but it had the TF in it. I was going to get it. And I went to go buy it, and the guy said, whoa, 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 it's part of a silent auction. And I said, okay, um, where do I sign up for the silent auction? If you've never done a silent auction, <clears throat> you don't lift your hand and say, hey, I'm, I did it. Well, the silent auction is they usually have a piece of paper. You write your name down, and you write down how much you're willing to pay for it. So I went there, and I was like, okay, I'll drop $40 for this. It's pretty hot. You know, got gold and brown. Those are my colors. And I take the, and I go around the, shop, uh, the, the trade show, looking at other stuff, and you check back in. I check back in, and I noticed there were more names down there, and the number was somewhere around $80. And I started looking at this thing. I'm like, right, I'll, pay, I'll pay $90 for this thing. <clears throat> I put $90 down. I bought went walking around and come back a few minutes later, come back, and the price was like 160, something like that. I started looking at the thing, I'm thinking, you know, 160, but the TF is dope. Like, I guess I can use the scissors for something, you know, because it had scissors in it, and it had can openers, and it had a, a nice knife. my comfort skills and so I said I put $110 down I'll get it for 130 and I went come around and I looked up and somebody was up to like 210 220 not paying that don't need that not that bad they said oh we got the winner of the patent knife yada 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 $250, come up to the stage and get your knife. And it's no judgment or nothing, but it just, the guy looked like he was going to get more use out the pocket knife than me. No judgment, but it just, he appeared that he had opened up a can without a can opener a handful of times. You know, he was going to get a lot more out of the pocket knife. And I didn't think much about it because that was some years ago and I come driving to church this morning and I'm starting to think about the value and why he was willing to pay more than I was willing to pay because to me I didn't really have a sense of all of the capability I didn't know how I was going to use everything in the pocket knife I mean this thing had nail files and scissors and knife and little comb set like I mean, it's like, which should have been half my reason because I got to do this. I don't get to do that. So, y'all get that too. <laughs> you know, he had all this stuff in it. 
But when he went to it, he looked at it and he said, I have use for everything in here. And I'm willing to pay a high price because I've got use for everything in here. I'm going to help you. 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 When you don't know where you're going yet, it's easy to lower your value because you don't know how you're going to ever need the scissors in your life. You don't know how you're going to ever need to comb me up. But God says that I know what I'm going to do with every hurt in your life. I've got an idea for every victory you've had in your life. There was a reason I made you the way I made you. There's a reason why you developed the way you developed. And while to somebody else, it's not valuable. And maybe to you, it's not valuable. But to me, your God, it's worth every dime I'm willing to pay for you. And the challenge with self-esteem is to say, God, I'm going to just choose to believe what you've said about me. I'm going to walk in what you said about my life. I'm going to operate like I'm the king you said I am, like I'm the prince you called me to be, like I'm the queen you called me to be. I'm going to walk around this place like I am the head and not the tail. I'm just going to choose to believe that I should be first and not last all the time. Oh, but you're in last place. But, 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 but that, my, my position does not, is not predicating my mental disposition. I'm a, I should be in the front, even though I'm in the back. And see, when we start to adopt the idea of God, those are the kinds of people that God says, you know what, I can pull you out of emotional depression. I can pull you out of low self-worth and low self-esteem. But there has to be a trade. Lift those hands. Lift those hands. Maybe I was preaching to you today and you said, Pastor T, man, I am, I have been battling with this. I've been struggling with my self-esteem. I've been through some stuff and, and I don't know how to make what I've been through not say that I'm lesser than. I don't know how to take what I've been through and make it say that I'm a victor. It's telling me that I don't deserve it. It's telling me that I'll never have it. It's telling me that I failed. It's telling me that I'm not as good as I thought I was. That's what my hurt is telling me. That's what my bankruptcy is telling me. That's what my divorce is telling me. That's what losing my job is telling me. That's what the rejection of the person that I thought would be with me forever is telling me. It's telling me stuff that I know is not congruent with the word of God. But God, I don't know how. I don't know how to make it say something different and it's killing my self-worth and not only is it hurting my self-worth I'm starting to see that I should that not only I shouldn't have it maybe maybe you never wanted me to have it if that's you I want you to move out of your seat and come down I want to pray for you I want to pray for you I want to pray for you and move as quickly as you can if you're in the balcony if you're on the floor if you're down in the basement move and come quickly I want to pray for you come to me maybe you've been battling with I'm just different and I don't understand and people can be very cruel to what they don't understand. I want you to come to me, come to me, come to me, come to me, come to me. Come on, come on, mom. Come on. And it's battling me and it's wrestling with me. I'm not what.